Hello, Legacy Matters podcast listeners. Uh, it's just me tonight working late in our studio, um, and I have a uh, kind of a happy occasion here. We are putting out our first post-COVID uh, newly taped episode. So this is a an episode we recorded just recently. Um, it's the first since COVID. We have released episodes that we recorded uh Back in February and March, I think right before the lockdown happened. Um, I hope you're all doing well. We completely and utterly appreciate the fact that you listen to our show. We are doing our best to uh, get some new episodes out. Our format makes that a little difficult because we we really like to get to know our guests in studio, in person, uh, at our table here, as if we are having a kitchen table conversation with a new neighbor. So uh, we are resistant to doing any sort of, um, you know, digital interviews. So, uh, yep, this first episode back is, uh, it's with my father, which makes sense since he's inside of my bubble, but um, he is also running for office here in Minnesota. So he had a little message to get out. It's not terribly political. It's more about his life and legacy, and uh, I wasn't sure if if recording a show with my dad would be fun or awkward or a little bit of both. And actually, it was a lot of a lot of fun. So we really enjoyed having him in. And uh, why don't you give it a listen and see what you think? And you can always leave us comments. We appreciate when you subscribe to the show. Uh, we all hope that you're doing well. These are strange and difficult times, um, and I'm hoping uh, one way or another that some good comes out of all of it. So take care. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm done eating. Are you ready to be quiet? All right, well, we, we've started. <laughs> okay, right. here we are. Everyone's a little rusty. It's been six months. God, it has since been. Since we've been together. Yeah. To do this. Yeah, That's we did true. that one in between, but we didn't even air that one no. with just the three of us. It just no, wasn't that it just compelling. Wasn't that it was we talked a lot lame. about lawnmowers. Is that what we did? Yes, you two did. I don't that remember. Me. Yeah, actually, no, maybe I don't it remember. about battery operated lawnmowers. Yep. yep. Oh, and maybe manual. it was better than we think. I, don't I know. thought that was just you. I thought we were just talking on the phone about that. <laughs> we were recently. Yeah. I think we've probably had about All right. 20 Well, it's saved for posterity if you ever want. Sarah's like okay enough and the lawnmower. Well, it is a big deal. I'm telling you, the gas versus electric uh, lawnmower um, debate uh, is... Your wife a, went over it with me, and I didn't have the heart to tell her that I'd already heard it for half an hour from both <laughs> oh, of you. So oh. I know. How kind of you to Anyways. Uh-huh. Anyways. Well, welcome to Legacy Matters Podcast. Oh, my goodness. It's Sam and Jim and Jim. Sarah. <laughs> and Sarah. And, and we're, we're back. back. Like we said, it's been, it's been quite a while, and you could have listened to any of our most recent ones and Sam and Jim did a great little update kind of on the state of the world and we're still here figuring stuff out but you know do you know I still haven't found Charlie Bruber's podcast too 
it's got it's on one of these. Oh cards my gosh! Somewhere. I, you know I what? I was that. thinking about it. So that's the last podcast that it's, we did. It's like the missing before, link. before uh-huh. COVID, uh-huh. and we were talking about it. You weren't. I don't think you no. were here for that uh-uh. one. So he came in. Charlie came in. We're talking. Great, great guy. Love, love talking to Charlie. And yeah. we're like, hmm. I wonder what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know? Oh wow! Yeah, it's like then, the day before lockdown. Lockdown. Right. Wow. And we were kind of like, hmm. Yeah. I, we didn't know shit. No. Well, we don't. Well, yeah, I mean, normally. we still, I mean, but, but yeah, it's like a movie. <laughs> Even more so than usual. Right, right. Um, Yeah, so welcome. I mean, it's nice to see you guys and be back at this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try yep. and we'll try and keep it up. I want to do at least a couple a month if we I can. I think so. Yep. You know, yeah. Get back to it. They've, they've been an important part of uh, of really broadcasting the messages we want but then also just getting to know some well, of these highlighting cool the com- people you know, in our neighborhood right? yeah. we're very much community. about community even more so now with everything going on and we do love our city I know so um, I I lost my train of thought how's the weather today Jim? yeah what's the that's weather that's what Jim? I'm talking he was about that's what, we're that's what for. I'm talking about <laughs> so where are we we are August 31st 31st last yeah. day of August of 2020 right. do, do you guys count down like the like every month that goes by in 2020 I'm like thank goodness that one's done oh yeah so we can get on I don't have to live that over <laughs> yeah. again just get it over I'm, with I'm very optimistic that going forward it's just all I uh, all yeah. rainbow and <laughs> all sunshine well, and rainbows. it is it is kind of changing of the seasons a titch don't it, you agree it is today a little bit cooler but anyways yeah. it's beautiful out it today is. it's wonderful great day 65, today 65 70 degrees yeah. sunny yep really nice you can nice. get a pumpkin latte at caribou or Ooh. Starbucks <laughs> they introduced it early apparently because they thought people needed an extra boost of Sugar. Comfort and fun, given oh, all everything comfort going and fun. on. Calories. Yeah. Whatever, calories. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> I do. I have my own rant on coffee shops, but anyway. Yeah, the weather's days. great. It's beautiful. It Everything is looking great outside today. It's so the best time of year. It really is. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fall. next couple months here, so it'll be good. Allergy season, of course. Oh, I hear you. I know. I'm, I'm back at that, so mm-hmm. allergies are just starting to kick in. Okay. It's not COVID. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Are you I'm, telling yourself that or us? A little bit of both. And our guests. <laughs> right, should we do it? Should yeah. We yeah. Because, because, All right. It's, yeah. Uh, should I take it away this time? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You have a connection to it. Yeah, but yeah, you, just, you got it. All right. Well, uh, this is actually kind of fun for me and, and weird, but <laughs> no. Not, not for me, it's not. No, no, no. Uh, my it's father, Ron, Ron Thiessen, is here. In the studio as a guest, my my sister is also in the studio Hi, today. Olive, Olive, she's been with us before. She has. Um, yeah, so so we've got uh, we've got my dad. Welcome. welcome Hi guys. Ron. Hi Ron. Welcome. Hi Ron. Yep. How you doing? <laughs> this is <laughs> feeling a little NPR-ish a, at the moment. I'm a, I'm a man of few words. So. Oh. oh well, that's oh. sometimes what you, that's what you <laughs> want on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really think you're a man of few words. No, I'm a, a man of uh, big rants, but otherwise few words. <laughs> Long <laughs> yeah. strings of wor- words put together. Yeah. In. <laughs> that's good though. That'd be more typical. Yeah. 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 Um, well, so you know, we all know you. And yep. uh, quite well, I, you know, yep. I, I know you real well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and uh, you're the reason Sarah is my aunt, which you know, right? <laughs> which you love telling everybody. I know. 
Yeah. And I love when you say it and people are like, man. Yeah, she's all of sister-in-law too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. niece or ne- uh, aunt. Aunt. God. Aunt. Yeah. Oh yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Yes. We always no, get it. Con- <laughs> we get it. I, you you very threw cute. me there for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I thought. Hey, I can get easily <laughs> thrown here. But, but obviously, I thought it was on me uh, that I didn't know. Yeah. That's yeah. The that's way always it usually your first is. assumption. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh god. Uh, Once no, again, I got I it wrong. <laughs> oh, Jim. Uh, anyway, so uh, you know, we're gonna. We're going to treat you the same way we treat every guest. Uh, generally speaking, when people come in, we have done no research about them and their mm-hmm. lives, and that is a. Is that your that's as a general rule? Yeah. That's yes. Just, huh. Jim yeah. Jim does. Sarah I'll does do a, a little. Titch. If they're a well-known figure, of course we're going to know former politician, singer, whatnot. But we don't try and delve in too much because we want it to be like I'm, you don't research. Neighbor. Yeah, and we're no. just getting to Some know you. Them. Some of them you're gonna, you would have known for years anyway. Like, I mean, not uh, personally, but like yeah, Don pu- Shelby. Yeah, I watched sure. him since you were a kid. So. Sure. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I, you I can't mean, pretend not yep. to. Will Steger. Not yep. to People yep. like that. Exactly. Right. Yep. have a, a reputation that precedes them. Yep. You know, yeah, that's a good way so to But I don't. No, well, you, you do. You, you, you don't do have a reputation. <laughs> you do have a bit of a reputation. Yeah, you do. But, yeah. Um, but, but it's, you know, it's impossible for me to sit down and have a kitchen table get to know your conversation with my dad so mm-hmm. so we're gonna yeah but we've lived apart for quite a long time you know yeah but so we fish that's true we and fish you know we don't actually yeah talk like we talk. I know. I was, <laughs> what are you talking about i was gonna say it's like isn't, isn't fishing just kind of getting up rolling out with maybe a couple bottles of water no food <laughs> maybe water yeah. maybe some water yeah, lucky if you're lucky no drinks water oh. Well, that's the most they're going to get, and then you're we just out. Yeah, we we tend to forget to bring anything. everything. Yeah, so we're out there with nothing. And well, and we end stay. up staying out longer than we planned. So, are you eating the fish for sustenance? No, we're not drinking there? the lake water nor eating the fish. <laughs> no. So, how often do you guys fish? Well, you mean uh, just individually uh, or together? No, together. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, together we don't get to fish as much as we used to, but uh, I would say probably once a month. I think that's, that's very pretty much. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd say between you know ten and twenty times a year. Yeah, and and that we we tend to take multi day fishing trips as one event. Too. Sure, so I'd right. say I'd say yeah, we fish. You know, heading out tomorrow. Yeah, you guys Wednesday. are going out tomorrow. Or, yeah. or Wednesday. Yeah. Well, tomorrow night we're getting ready. Yeah, right. Wednesday okay. morning. Right. To where Lake Superior? No, the uh, UP. Well, yeah, Superior. Yep. And I hear there's salmon up there. Yeah, I, salmon, lake trout. Yeah, I have no idea. We're either going to get out on a charter. If we don't get on a charter, we're not going to be after salmon or lake trout, though, right? Right. Yep. Yep. We'll be fishing inland lakes. Yep. <laughs> I just know the blank I, look on Sarah's face. <laughs> I've been fishing with Ram before. I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. Pretty decent. You're not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Jim, Jim fishes. Jim fishes. I, well, I've been fishing my whole life. Yeah, I grew up fishing. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're from well, Minnesota, you grew up in I Minnesota. Mean, yeah, you yeah I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you lived fish. in Perham. Your folks lived in yeah, Perham. yeah, yeah. So, oh, we were just up that way. Were well, you? yeah, well, Sam yeah, was Battle well, Lake. Battle Lake. Yeah, close, that's right, right. Yeah. In How there. far away is that? Because there was a big tornado warning, and then uh, it came through there. Did yeah. It was close. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's always a tornado in Perham. Seems like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like a vortex. Yeah. Well, there is Wadena. I mean, it's sort of a, yeah, it's sort of a pathway there. It kind of is. Natural. 
Yeah. So I have a back to the fishing stuff. What I find fascinating is I love looking at maps, and we have so many lakes here in this this state of ours. But when you two go fishing, you're always searching out a new place, correct? New for us. Yeah. New for new for you. So we have a lot of lakes that we have fished up. You know a lot of mm-hmm. times you know mm-hmm. all of our my life and his life much of it and, uh but it's always fun to find a new one and then you know i kind of have a game i play with kate and the kids when we're driving which is fished it or haven't fished it <laughs> and so every lake we pass i fished it fished it didn't fish it fished it you know you know what game i play with uh, the <laughs> The kids, <laughs> no, just did this one. It's when we drive when we're driving up north and we yeah. pass the cemetery. Yeah. I say, "Hey, how many people are dead in there?" And everyone says, "I don't know." And I say, "All of All them." Of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's what I play. <laughs> and <then> I laugh, <laughs> and, they, and they fall for it each time. Yeah, well, they well not anymore, but I still go through with it. You know, yeah. and they're like, "That's so dumb." They play dumb. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. They go, "I don't know how many." Yeah, we drove uh, past the uh, the in uh, Princeton the cemetery, which is huge. I couldn't believe how big it was, but Olive was really fascinated, so we drove around it. To yeah, look at it all. Some really old uh, gravestones there. It looks like it's been there a long time. Oh, those are big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are interesting places. Sort of those. Yeah, graveyards totally. that are off the older ones. There's yeah. a there's a massive one in Richfield. Have you? Do you know that? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my God! It's it's like, you know, a whole bunch of city blocks, but it's a really big graveyard. In Richfield. Are people uh, are people uh, doing cremation more often these days, or are they still we're still burying a lot of bodies? I think more cremation. I I would myself. guess so. Too. I don't have the statistics. We never do here, but we don't deal in facts. We don't deal in facts. Yeah, I know. I know. No, so <laughs> I I would think yes, and I would say just for environmental cost reasons yeah my gut feeling is i mean i certainly hear a lot more about it Mm -hmm. these days than i used to i think there used to be sort of religious taboos yeah absolutely yeah i sort of i sort of like the idea of my body being underground do you you do really even though i I hate the idea of being alive underground but just like my body that's returning to the earth. There's something about well, and that's fine, but there there could would be more environmentally sound ways to do that. Mm-hmm. But about that taboo, uh, yeah. you know, when my dad died, which uh, God, it's probably been 25 years since he died, but the uh, priest wouldn't uh, let the ashes be in the brought into the church for the for the funeral service because he oh, was he cremated. Or yeah, no? he was cremated, and the, and the priest said. Ashes to ashes, dust. He's already ashes. He doesn't get to come in here. Oh, you don't. Isn't that, isn't that really? odd? Interesting. <laughs> but what a, what that's a, true. I, I I know a little bit about that. I don't yeah. know if Catholics still do that, I, but I don't. Know. But they were still you doing know, it back then. We just lost. You know, in my family, you know, we lost a variety of people. Very, you know, last year, and we had like a you know a service, you yeah. know, where they were laid out, and uh, then everyone was. You know, then they were cremated. We were supposed to put the ashes in the ground actually this weekend, which a friend of mine did. Um, so, so to in go that back case, to your point this this uh, this graveyard um, has a um, crematoria. You know, it's a garden. Yep. You know, where you put the ashes. 
Oh, you know, yeah. and there's a little plaques. It's really beautiful, and I had never oh. seen. So you just like get that. like a little. Yeah, you get a little plot. tiny, you know, plot uh-huh. right there, and then uh-huh. you put the ashes. Ooh. You know, huh. it's in a c- container, but uh-huh. there's a stream and fish and all that oh. kind of stuff in the sitting area. Very nice. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a an odd place to take a stand as a priest. You know, you've got. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'd say they used to take a lot of. Uh, stands like that against odd things <laughs> yeah a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff. yeah, yeah right. right don't necessarily do anymore yeah. but yeah but that was one of them yeah i don't exactly know why i think the church had a prejudice against uh cremation just a taboo you know, maybe I think, it's uh, mu- they feel like it's longs- mutilating the body yeah i think so yeah. i think it's like not natural right you know that you should it, I know it seems odd, and then if you no, think I'm about, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to in my brain sort if of. If you think, think about, about embalming, like, uh, you know what's natural about that? Mm-hmm. That seems mm-hmm. pretty odd. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not natural at yeah. all. So, but but there's a, you know, there's a problem being solved there that humans have always had to solve, and that, so you know the the uh, Egyptians were embalming and the Vikings were burning ships or whatever, you know, like. But well, we've always it? had to dispose of bodies sure. some way. Oh, sure. You know. Yeah, but uh, embalming is like preserving them. I mean, right. it's sort of like uh, slowing down the mm-hmm. rate of decomposition. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. It's justifying. Just I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I suppose uh, cremation is accelerating it, so we're just supposed to not mess with that. <laughs> so the right. Native Americans probably had the best plan, just uh, shallow. Yeah, shallow grave, and yeah, and let it let take it go. its course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ron, are you from? Where are you from? Well, uh, Minnesota. I mean, yep. I, I was born in, uh, uh, lived in, uh, in, uh, Foley? Oh, it's the Sox Center. Sox Center. Sox Center. Oh, yeah. Foley. I'm no, trying to think. Foley. I just no. knew it was somewhere. Yeah. No, I mean, I was thinking Sartell. Sox Center, yes. Yeah. I was uh, born, but I, uh, I was born in the Melrose Hospital. So from Minnesota, actually, I'm a Sterney, you know, from mm. Stearns County. Yeah. But, uh, that was in the post-war period, immediate post-World uh, War II period. Uh-huh. So my folks were still not resettled after my dad got back from the war. Okay. And so they they settled in, uh, they, they actually lived, there was, uh, it was called the Homeschool Cottages. It was a boys' school, uh, like a truant boys' school, I think, okay. up in, um, or an orphanage or in... Sock Center, and after the war, they accommodated uh, families that were uh, looking for housing after the war. So, and where was your dad? It was he in Europe? No, he was in the Philippines. Oh, okay. In the Navy. For how okay. how many years was he overseas? Uh, at least a couple of years. Okay. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever talk to him about any of that? No, you know, I think uh, you know. Today, people are more likely. To talk about that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. back then, man, nobody talked about no. that. No. Right? No. no, but do you know anything about his military service? Because I, oh. I know I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, I know he was on a landing uh, craft, like a service craft, small um, boat that uh, brought uh, sailors up to shore or brought supplies up to shore, and they got the hell out of there hmm. real fast. Small boat, um, yep. and they spent a lot of time waiting, you know, so. I, that's uh, a lot waiting of war. for supplies or troops to come in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot of war. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's that's what he did. Hmm. 
And I think he spent uh, almost all of his time in and around the Philippines. Yeah, hmm. yeah I've, I've never heard a lick of information about his war service. You know how you and I uh, fish frequently together? Yeah. Yeah, so did my dad. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Uh, that, that was our pattern, too. But in all the years uh, that I fished with my dad from the time I was, uh, you know, four-year-old. The infant or whatever, uh, yeah. Yeah, until he died because we still took fishing trips regularly. But in all that time, he never talked about uh, where he was in the war, what he did, you know, what kind of ship he was hmm. on, nothing. But and I did hear him a few times talk about it, but it was with people that. So he kept a small circle of friends that he served with, yeah. That he knew in the Twin Cities here, so we would occasionally go down visit one of those people, and then they would sit together and talk about it, but not to include us, but just to find amongst like a themselves. like yeah, just amongst themselves, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that was the norm. It. it it's not surprising to me, but it's just, it's different. So much has changed since that era. Yeah. Well, I think the role of man, uh, the relationship between adults and children, mm-hmm. you know, the likelihood of people talking about personal issues like that with, with strangers or in the public or even with your children, you mm-hmm. know, like you didn't expose any of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's changed, uh, I would say, pretty dramatically. dramatically. Yeah. So you grew up, though, up in Stearns County? Uh, you know, because it was uh, after the war, and then yep. uh, uh, my dad found employment down in the city, so we moved to Osseo. Oh, okay. And uh, we lived in Osseo for, well, un- until I was six, actually, mm-hmm. through first grade. I went to first grade in Osseo. And then... We moved out on a farm by St. Michael, and I lived there until I was uh, 12. And then the Hennepin County bought that farm and made a park out of it, the Crowhassen Reserve, that park in the okay. sort of the northwest corner of Hennepin County. So it was beautiful, beautiful area, but uh, sort of, you know, at the time it was kind of remote. Oh yeah, for sure <laughs> it was. We'd get snowed in, we'd be snowed in for three days. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, then they moved to Dayton, and I, I lived. Then that's I left home from Dayton, so okay. I stayed there until I was. Right. You you left home young back then, so. How like young? Seventeen. Okay. And yeah. how how did that go? Like, how did you leave home? Did you just say like, see you oh. guys? Like, where was your destination? <laughs> my car. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I lived in my car until I found an apartment, but. No, it wasn't. It wasn't so much. Uh, Bye, guys. I'm heading out. It was like, uh, you know, a, a fight, a yeah. disagreement, um, and uh, and then I just left. I mean, I think that was, you know, probably. Well, I think a lot of teenagers leave on that basis. Yeah. At least they used to. I mean, I see teenagers. Teenagers, they don't leave when they're teenagers anymore. <laughs> they don't leave ever. Not a lot of twenty and thirty-year-olds do it. But right. uh, no, back then, man, you, uh, you know, you graduated from high school, and if you didn't leave home, your parents were likely to kick you out. Hmm. Nobody, you know. That's what happened to me. Like, yeah, I mean, that was. Yeah. That would have been more the norm. Right. Isn't that sort of like the old rite of passage? Like you, like you graduate high school you punch your old man in the face and you leave the house and that's it 
Done. Yeah, I didn't then you, punch then my man. old man, but we did. We did get <laughs> an argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we did get an. But I, I was more likely to argue with my my mother than. Oh, my, sure. Yeah, she was a pain. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah, you know, lovely woman <laughs> and all that. But yes, I love her and Pat. But yeah, but yeah. she was a pain. She was so. So when you left, I mean, where were you going to go? I mean, how, what, did you? Where were you heading? Oh, when you left. Uh, well, you know, I came from a family what ver- year, very year much uh, uh, 68. Hmm. 67, yeah. 68, right? Yeah. You know, but nobody in my family uh, went to college. So right. we, didn't, we didn't have plans like that. It would have been, you know, go out and find a job. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, so <laughs> actually that's what I did. I went out and found a job as an orderly at, uh, at Mercy Hospital. So I went into the employment office, and they said, well, what are you interested in? And I said, I don't know. I was really good in uh, math and science and that kind of thing, probably. And they said, well, why not? You know, they need, a, they need an orderly over at, uh, at Mercy Hospital. Why don't you try that out and just see how it goes for you? So I went over there, I, and I got a job in the, it was in the operating room. It wasn't really a hospital orderly. It was a, an assistant in the operating room. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then the uh, nurses there said, "You know, you are a smart guy. Like, why are you, why are you just working as an orderly? You should, you need to get into school, and get educated, get a, you know, get a decent job." And you know, I, I mean, I just didn't think in those terms. We didn't. Right. Mo- pe- people in my class, and at that point in time, you'd have got a job at a factory. By the time you were twenty, yeah, probably been married or get, got married shortly after that, and then you just set about, you know, making your life. Hmm. So, it it was just a totally different approach to to life. You know, people married way younger, uh-huh. and I don't think there was, you know, there wasn't any stigma to getting a factory job or a, a you know mechanic or whatever, mm-hmm. anything like that. But when I went, so I, I did listen to these nurses at Mercy, and I went to uh, Anoka Ramsey and got an associate's degree in nursing. And, I, and I, I did that because I looked around at the time, and of, I really wanted to travel. And of all the jobs that you could, you know, get and find work anywhere, and I, also the fact that I was like, you know, there were two or three percent of nurses at the time were were male nurses so yeah how how was that in during class were you one of the few male students yeah well yeah i think out of you know uh, maybe a little over 100 uh, students there were three or four Hmm. males i mean it was minimal that sounds Mm -hmm. great no (laughs) (laughs) i like i like those odds yeah Yeah, i mean i just you know in general it's a smile on my face i can't help but smile as we're talking only uh only problem was i was married already so oh there you go and the other two uh the other two guys in the class were gay so you know oh were they were they open or did you know that about them or was it just that you suspected it because that would have been 68 that have been hard to be open yeah people were not open like they are today no no but i think that um well also uh back then uh if they were acting on it you know i mean if they were actually living a gay life 
they were not no you didn't know about that mm-hmm. right you might know that they were effeminate and probably not like you but but which would have you know that that would have been more the way that you uh, it, it wasn't that they said hey i'm gay you know <laughs> get used to it or something right. no no it was still not acceptable yeah i mean that's god i think about that when when we talk about like make America great again, and I'm not bagging on any of that. I'm just saying that it was not great for those people. There, no. you know, all no. I'm I'm 45 or whatever. I, like I came into the world thinking that uh, or being taught that you know c- civil rights had happened and and everything was equal oh. and yeah. you know women's rights. Everything was equal now. And and that's the way we grew up. Yeah, basically was was being taught that everything was equal. Equal, oh. but but in, se- in 1975, school? yes, you mean like they touched that. But then when you graduated or got out of school, you figured out no, it's not really true. Yet. Well, actually, I moved to places like uptown and Seattle, yeah. and you know, and you got oh, Colorado. Oh, well, but I was with a so lot of people it, who were inclusive of so, everybody. So it was right. true there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the places right. that the people I hung out with. It's it's always felt like things were equal, but then when you when you peer outside of that a little bit, well, you like, know what the crap. we've talked about this before. What the indicator is is pop culture because I will look back on. I grew up on MTV and movies, and you look back on some of those movies now and the jokes they make. You're like, oh, that's that wouldn't last. <laughs> oh today. yeah, and that's not even, even the early two thousands. Yes, that's not even stuff. that long ago. It's not that long ago. No. So at the time, no one blinked an eye, and then right. now no. it's just like, well doesn't hold yeah, water you so. but you know the and and you you'd only really know this uh if you live through several generations you realize that these generational differences uh really come into play sometimes and with those kinds of cultural you know with those kinds mm-hmm. of social behaviors that are in one generation they're socially acceptable and the next they're like taboo just right. can't do them mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. and i think uh you know that's to a degree uh that's what uh al franken fell victim to mm-hmm. you know what what he was being a jackass you know he's doing like jokes like and oh, he's yeah, my yeah. age you know yep. so nothing that he did even if he had done it what would have been necessarily you know like slapping a woman's ass back then was not something that the woman would have even necessarily objected to, you know. <laughs> no, I mean honestly. In fact, no, I know it's, you go to I know Mexico it's right, today, but it's like, holy shit! Dude. I know, wow. but, it's, but it's true. Sorry, but it's, no, 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 it's, it's true, though. I get it. But this it's is my changed. point. Yeah, is yeah. that there's a dramatic difference, and uh, and you know, so uh, you condemn people from a previous generation where that was a norm, you know, a normal behavior or. Right. You know, whether it was common, common, whether it was behavior. good or not is not the point. It's no. whether it was normal or not. No, you know, people. But, you you know what I'm saying? Like whether whether it's one thing to say, fifty years ago it was okay to slap a woman on the ass, and, and neither party was very agreed. Well, by that okay or, or not okay, it was uh, commonly accepted. Uh, yes, and and actually, uh, sort of more. You might think of it as flirtatious kind of behavior, and uh, do, you don't think uh, women slap men on the ass? I mean. You know, it went both ways. <laughs> no, you know, they, no, they. People were maybe more openly. Yeah, you they, know, but to right. be to judge someone from that time who had been, you know, 
50 years on, you're saying, well, you used to do this. Like, yeah, so, so did everybody else. And now we all know better is what you're saying. Yeah, and it's just having the conversation we sh- about it. E- oh, yeah, I'm not saying that it was that it's appropriate today no, no. or anything like that. What I'm saying is that people from different generations don't necessarily understand, especially if you're from the newer generation that has had zero exposure to that. But, you know, like the difference, so the difference between uh, my parents' parents and mm. my parents were dramatic as well. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, you know, so when I was a child, like a five-year-old, thinking back on how men treated women from that generation, you know, people people that uh, uh, my parents' parents, so you know, so, like some like late eighteen hundreds, yeah, century, yeah, yeah, turn or even before, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, late eighteen hundreds, very early nineteen hundreds, people that were from that era. Uh, Oh man! I mean, the treatment of women—you you know, like a, a woman was like a child. Should it, it mm-hmm. should be there, be a servant, but not be heard ever. Mm-hmm. Have no input. Uh, you know, was well, whatever. They're there to please you, do your work primarily. Mm-hmm. I would right. say that was the. Uh, and uh, you know, even even my mother's generation was significantly liberated from that kind yeah. of treatment. But it was still more like uh, Ozzie and Harriet kind of, you know, a woman was a housewife, stayed home, didn't think about education, raised kids, was happy doing all that, you know, didn't aspire to anything more in life. And, and that was, you know, uh, starting to change even towards the end of my, I mean, my mother uh, finally got a driver's license maybe when she was in her 60s, late hmm. 50s, mm-hmm. started getting more independent, got a job. Because I think she was looking at the reality of uh, other women's lives and and, and her own that uh, her husband diabetic and you know a lot of medical issues not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, she lived till she was in her nineties, ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she had a long time of looking forward to being independent, and so um, you know she finally did uh, start thinking that way. You know. Yeah, I know my mom's mom. Well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you were married to her for a while. Yeah, I know the woman. <laughs> you better, you know, <laughs> famous, famous. Yeah, uh, Grandma Margaret never, never had a driver's license. You know, never drove. She like there's there was always one story of the one time that got told over and over and over. The one time Grandma Margaret got behind the wheel and crashed into something, and oh. that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that was not it. Yep. she didn't cause any damage. She was only going five miles an hour, but. Like that was it. Never in her whole whole life did she drive a car after that. But strange. Yeah. Well, when uh, when I was a kid, and so if we were home with my mother, and we had for some reason we had to go to town, it, it was a matter of who doesn't have a license but has the most experience driving. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so she never drove. Well, it was I was one of us kids, and none of us had licenses, but. As a farm kid, you drove in the fields yeah. all the time, or back and forth to the fields, right. and you and you drove tractors, and so you know, like you knew your way around the car. The, yeah, you could handle the. You could handle driving the. Tail. If you could see over the steering wheel, you yeah, could you handle driving. Touch it. the gas and brake, <laughs> and, and, and see I, over the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. maybe a phone book under your, <laughs> you know, a no seatbelts. No, <laughs> you know, no, no, a block tied to your foot. The uh, the. Oh. 
I imagine, <laughs> I imagine if you were, you know, there were no uh, cops and SUVs or anything. So if you drove no. by the the local cop, he was like, eh, there go the farm kids. Like, like, no, that's no problem. They wouldn't have, uh, no. Wouldn't have thought anything of it. No. Yeah. No. And my when my parents, they didn't need a driver's license. I mean, that, that came, that's one of the reasons my mother didn't. Uh, have a driver's license is not that she couldn't drive at all she didn't like it much but it's because the practice of licensing drivers didn't happen until well into her adulthood so Hmm. she just never went in and got one yeah craziness all right well let's take our first break Break. first our our break we're really rusty at this aren't we i think we're doing fine we're doing fine it's all normal isn't it? It feels, yeah. it feels yeah. good. It feels yeah. normal to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty normal. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's kind of a perfectionist. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andolin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andolin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit PackSimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit JamesHolmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com. All you we do ready? is talk. Ready, ready, ready. Talk. Yeah. Did okay. you start? I did. Of course you did. Okay. All right, we're back. We're back. Ron's we're still back. here. Yeah, he Ron's stuck around. around. Ron stuck around. He's stuck around. It's <laughs> like long. I'm going somewhere. We haven't we haven't scared off anybody yet, have we? No, I. No. I am waiting for that one person to I don't just like happen. I don't smack think the mic over I know and run out of be. here. Who is it going to be? Vince Neil. I know. We. I. That's funny because that's exactly who I was thinking too. Yeah, because by the time he gets in here, he's going to be just. You guys are idiots. Should who, I know who? Uh, who are Vince you talking? 
Oh, Vince Neil. Oh, that's remember that time we, we yeah. actually were oh, having conversations was, with Vince Neil's people? It was a, a singer of mine, like crew. Um, yes. Oh, oh, and it's okay. it's a real deal. That could happen with him. That's allowed. Jim, I have to tell you very quickly. I played a my YouTube medley of, you know, Journey and my normal nonsense, yes. Mike and McDonald. And I threw in a little crew. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. A little Def Leppard. Nice. Good job. <laughs> hey, we have a quick special guest. Come here. That wants oh, to are say we hello. Oh, introduce a special yeah. guest. What's your name? Olive. You got it. Olive. Hey, and, Olive. Who, and who are you? Can mm. Can we get the full name too? Can Olive Tyson Angus Martha. Well, no, it's Olive Wait. Agnes Martha. <laughs> Olive <laughs> Agnes Martha Tyson. <laughs> and Olive. and who are you? Why are you here? Because <laughs> my own dad. Because my dad had to go to the doctor's office. Then. Um, <laughs> then. Um, and who's that sitting across from me? From you? From who's that? With the blue shirt. Who's that? Uh, Sam. Yeah, and and what? How are we related? Um. So, my I don't really get it very much, but um, my my dad. <laughs> no my uh. Yeah, but who are you to me? He's your I brother. Mean, yeah. He's, I'm your brother. You're you're yeah. my sister. Sister. <laughs> I'm your brother. It's okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. your. I'm your Little sister. sister. Yep. Yep. Yes. Okay. You yep. nailed it. You nailed it. Well, that was very nice. So, so, Olive, are you good and ready to get back to school? Um, yeah. Kind of. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you going to do school this year? I'm going to sort of be there sometimes, I think. Um, but that's only outside, and, I might, and that's only for activities. Yeah, I think you're going to do your uh, learning. You're going to do that at home. You're going to do distance learning, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, once or twice a week they're going to have school-sponsored activities that are outside, so all the kids can mm. get together and do them. You yeah. love being Ooh. outside. Yes, I do. Yeah. Are they going to Are they going to do that in the winter? Winter too. You know they have a they have a program at the school. Tell them what your program is in the winter that you do in the mornings. Oh, um, morning mile. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she. Walks basically a mile every single day, which is more than most people. Yeah, yeah. Do. yeah they have a really excellent program there. The sometimes, kids, as soon as they hop off the bus, you don't even have to walk one mile. Mm-hmm. And there's this whistle that you mm-hmm. can hear, Mister mm-hmm. Mister Mr. Mr. Manusa, our gym teacher. Banusa. Banusa, Mister Banusa. Um, he blows a whistle. He hears the whistle from inside. That's done with lunch. I mean, breakfast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can have breakfast at school. Yeah. Um, that yeah. happens, and then, and then he blows his whistle, and then, and then we all round up. So we can do like two miles or a half a mile. Like, mm-hmm. but you're one. encouraged to do the morning mile, huh? Yeah. Yes. That's we, awesome. We have to do the morning mile unless we're like late for school, and we. Finish breakfast. Then you get in and trouble. I think they, <laughs> no, what is it, is it, if it's above 10 degrees, is that what it is? No, we do it on like, when it's hot days. And very cold but days. But you do it during the winter very, too. Very, very, very cold days, yeah. we don't, we don't do it. No. But that's or very, the very, very mm-hmm. hot days, we don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But we you're, only do it like on You're tough as nails, Minnesota tough uh, as it nails. It has to be below 90 or above 10 degrees, and then you do morning mile. Perfect. Yeah. So that's really cool. It's right? a great thing, really. Yeah. Get the yeah. wiggles out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He oh, he does. Uh, so they do distance learning. Uh, they do. Fi- I had 
you know, over distance learning. So mm -hmm. he shows them activities to do and then they have to go out and do it. Right. Maybe take films of themselves doing it and then they submit that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thanks, for introducing Olive. yourself and talking to us for a moment. Yeah, okay. thanks, Olive. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, bye. Yep. I'm going to tell them that you're my dad, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Hey, that's Ron, my daughter. Ron Tyson is also my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got Various. the idea. <laughs> well, thank you. I have three-ish moms. Yes. Yeah, what? you do. Three-ish moms. Mm. Wow, well, well, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what well, that. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, a lot of people are willing to be mom-like for you. Yeah, that's true. for sure. <laughs> I'll say. Okay. Well, yeah. So back back to it. Where were we? What were we talking about? Or did we? Well, here's what happens is that we go on these breaks and then we talk for like 45 minutes. And you do all the good talking during the break. We I know kind of do, yeah. you know, and then we come back and it's like... Some of the more controversial stuff that... Uh, right. We were know. getting into politics a little bit there. Mm. Yeah. Right. So we, well, we should that. get into politics because I'm running for office. So well, I, yeah, we can, uh, we can, you know, at least talk about the fact that you are running for office in your district. Yeah. And what is the district name or the number? Oh, it's just, it's uh, House District uh, 15B. 15B. Yes, it's up uh, Clearwater, Clear Lake, Becker, Foley, that, that area. Well, we've got a, uh, certainly by now, we, we believe we have an international audience. And so I'm, I'm sure yeah, a lot of people. We have a few. <laughs> no, a nobody. Few. And you. You know the thing about it is is that it's not that there's nothing going on in in my district that would be of interest to a local politician but that isn't what's running politics anyway. So whether you're, you know, Minnesota, national, international, it's sort of politics in the United States is driven by this severe polarization and you know, there's there's no there's no real middle ground anywhere, and not not much opportunity for even talking about you know local issues. Yeah, and it's uh, it's funny because the you know the term uh, two sides of the same coin or whatever like the the politics whether you, that polarization like if you get down to the core of it people actually need and want kind of the same things to happen mm -hmm. in the future mm -hmm. yeah the the polarization is in the uh, polit it's built into the political system it's not mm -hmm. people i mean if you no. if you explore uh majority opinions on on issues you know like uh immigration or abortion or guns or all the things that we think were highly polarized. And that there's on. only two options and one yeah, is diametrically opposed to yeah, the other. And yeah, that's, that yeah. that's it and right. there's no discussion, end of discussion. Yeah, you're this, I'm that. But what happens is politicians push that notion that they, they use issues that certain people will never resolve. So that keeps a certain segment of the population... Uh, you know, s s on their team, and then you know, a lot of other people have mixed feelings, so they're willing to be part of it. But if you ask the majority of Americans, uh, do you want to put women that have a abortion in jail? No, they don't want to do that. They right. don't want to criminalize it. Do you uh, do you want to ban it under all circumstances? You know, no, they don't want to do that. That's like 80% of people don't want to do that. 90% of people don't want to put them in jail or yeah. criminalize it. So what they're saying is they want it regulated. Well, 
it is regulated and we all want it regulated so it's so the majority of people support regulated abortion they don't support a total ban on abortion that's a tiny number of people same thing with guns you know they make it an issue like oh our second amendment rights you're taking away our second no that's bullshit you know nobody i mean i'm 70 years old i've owned guns since i was eight years old not once in my lifetime has there been a credible effort to take my guns away but there's always been talk even before i was born they were regulating fully automatic weapons and things like that you know and all through my life uh, i think they maybe tried to over over uh, regulate handguns for a while after reagan got shot and, mm-hmm. but then you know that passed because you no know, people just didn't want it yes but there's been efforts varying efforts at regulation uh, trying to regulate assault weapons because that would seem like a reasonable thing to do and most people support that but the you know the the polarization occurs when you've got groups like the NRA particularly that group that puts so much money into politics that they and skew into, and in, into narratives that don't actually fit the situation they don't fit the situation but what and it's it skews the politics not the public opinion I mean you know most people do not I think the NRA has a membership of five million people or something it's not a like this huge organization no I mean that's a that's you know a little over one percent of the country and and percent are not when it comes to opinions on should we control the sale of guns so that they're not just randomly sold at flea markets and gun swap meets and Mm -hmm. you know whatever all those and and should they should they be licensed or regulated you know should they or uh, should we be registering sales and yeah most people 80 percent i mean i think think we should be doing that when you get into these things and yes there are you know whether it's and and it's funny because uh we don't talk politics so even having you talk about this stuff you know it's well it's, but i'm not I'm, fine particular, with it. I'm i'm not pushing a republican or a democrat no, point no, of view i'm saying common, that the majority sense. Yeah. the majority of people so yeah. the the problem is that our politicians on both sides yep. are pushing this the, these extreme narratives that drive us apart. Yeah, it's not Republican or Democrat. It's politicians versus regular people. Right. And the reason for that, I think, is that for so long now, since the '80s, really since the 1980s, we've been increasing and increasing and increasing uh, financing f- from outside sources for for politics. So our politicians are pursuing not not the general agreement of people so they get donations from people for their campaigns because they never got enough for that they always wanted more than they they are pursuing wealthy people wealthy donors and wealthy donors are buying this uh division well, there's that money keeps to be us, made in all of it there's money to be made by not resolving like say for example health care trillion and a half dollars we spend annually over and above what we would normally spend to, you know by any international standard in the united states alone we spend a trillion and a half dollars annually more than we need to for the cost of the quality of medicine we would want a trillion and a half dollars. yeah i mean because that status quo is is helping the system kind of chug along well i'll tell you 
I do know, I mean, I can't quite fathom how much a trillion and a half is. I really can't because it's such a massive number. But I, It's a lot of money. I do know that uh, it sure is. the boys and I were driving and we heard a, a piece on the radio about uh, what, how much cost there would be to remove one of the large garbage patches in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And the, the story went that uh, it, it's... You know, it's possible. You're listening to this. We're listening to this yeah. on on NPR. Yep. Yeah. The so they're talking about how massive this garbage patch is and how much damage it's doing. And uh, what we were told was that it would the the estimate to clean up a garbage patch and there's two or three of them in yeah. the various oceans. Uh, yeah. Was like ten billion dollars. Yeah. And and so Tyson and I and Maddox we decided we'd we'd double that. Let's say let's say they were wrong, and it's yeah, really it takes twice that twenty much. billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty billion dollars is a is enough money to do something incredibly massive and take care of this. And a trillion and a half is I can't even do that math. It's a million billions? No. <laughs> is that what <laughs> it is? Is it? It's. I, it, no, is it, uh, there, well, there's a, no. It's a thousand, a thousand billions. billions. A thousand so it's, so that's, billions. That's right. One thousand five hundred billions. Right. One thousand five hundred minus twenty is fourteen thousand or one thousand four hundred and eighty. You'd still have left over, and that's just Bill- in, in billions. Yeah. In billions. Yeah. It's well, it's nuts. I mean. As an example, uh, you know the um, like the total amount of student debt in the United States for everybody that's carrying student debt from, you know, from whenever. Yeah, people have student debt that's thirty, forty years old. Some people, and uh, up to today, the entire amount of student debt is around a trillion and a half. So, like in annually, we overspend on medicine enough annually to pay off. All student debt, and can you imagine right. what Existing. that would do to the economy? Yeah, how the if economy would could uh, not be tethered to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for that lower, and you know, this is uh, people. Um, so, uh, like Bernie Sanders, uh, that's his agenda. Really, his biggest agenda item probably uh, health care. And you know, he gets attacked from both sides on this. It's not just the uh, Republicans that are attacking him on this, it's Democrats too. Because the healthcare industry, between medical equipment, pharmaceutical, insurance companies, mm-hmm. they are the biggest donors to both parties and, oh, yeah. and have been for forever. And so for them to keep this confusing and to you know con- continue to I mean if you think about it we've been overspending to that degree for although it's getting worse but we've been overspending to that degree for you know probably 30 40 years uh, when, so when it started accelerating at a rapid pace the annual growth of cost of health care for no good reason you know right I mean we, we were in double digit inflation for with health care long before Anyway, you guys don't want to keep talking. No, about no. It. Well, I, I, I had started to say that we don't talk politics, and I think you took it to mean, you know, whatever. What I was, what I was going to say was that it's it's funny how it sort of feels uncomfortable to even talk about political issues without politicizing it, without taking a side or a stance to even bring up these things. But I think that's the important. And you do that. I know. I see your Facebook post, but you do try and depoliticize. 
the the discussions that you have about it. Uh, you know, I'm running for office. I don't talk about the guy I'm running against. There's nothing to talk about. You know, I don't. I I have no intention of debating him because what are you going to debate? You could black and white. I, you know, say you can't say black is white or white is black. It's just there. There's no resolution there. So, but that's in the politics. There, are, I have had multiple conservative people calling me to talk about. You know, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about, like, how do you feel about the high cost of, I got a call on the way down here today, driving down here. A guy from northern Minnesota, how do you feel about the cost of uh, insulin? You know, there's no reason for insulin to cost, you know, right. Right. What it does. thousands of dollars a month. To, no, that's totally ridiculous. Insulin, we have had high quality insulin around forever. And you you can get... Uh, uh, insulin, you know, like at Walmart or whatever, you can get it for for far, far cheaper. But it's not the latest hot off the market. Got this little tweak or that little tweak, but it saves your life. It keeps you healthy. It's a little, maybe a little, but we don't do that. Like why? Why don't we just cut off this high, high, expensive market and use the great stuff we already have and and kill that market? So they get those prices down where they belong. I mean, technology prices go down every. You, you, when's the you know when's the last time you saw the price of a big screen TV go up? Right. They go down every damn year because they've improved the processes for. The same is true for drugs. It's just that they tweak it in some tiny way to keep a patent going mm. to keep it you know off the generic market. I mean our. Uh, not, yeah. Don't get me started. It's just, well, that's, I'm not I, a I man. love that analogy, though. I mean, it is interesting. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, we were talking the other day. I mean, as far as a TV goes, I mean, right now it's like, my God, I mean, dirt you cheap. Just, they give them I mean, away. Who, who, you know, who thought that you could get any TV you want for almost, you know, a variety of prices? Yeah. You look know? at the speed of your internet that doesn't cost you any more than it did. Uh, you know, absolutely. It's what a hundred, a thousand times faster. I mean, right. You know, across the board. But the reason that health uh, healthcare hasn't done the same, it's not about the delivery of healthcare because it isn't like all this money is going to your doctor or even the hospital. It's about the industry of healthcare and the mm-hmm. corporations that are trying to control it. Um, and uh, the corporations that control uh, health, equipment manufacturing, pharmaceutical manufacturing. And the, I mean, the laws are all written by them for them. They, we, people aren't writing these laws. You know, they're lobbyists write them. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. I, I think the, this isn't, these aren't, things that are led by the people no and and the problem with things not being led by the people is in the day of in the age of facebook you've got everybody's got an an opinion though you know they're not actually able to affect anything but they but they've picked their side and they've got their opinion and now they've got this platform to sort of blast their opinion around and walk away from it and never even have to think about it you know it's facebook it's just such an odd well the the era. flaw in the democratic uh position on this is that they're saying uh oh we have to just do incremental changes we can't uh you know we can't bite off more than we can chew at a time in other words like with the uh, aca the Amer- uh, what, it's affordable care act yep 
No, you can't do a, a public option because that would be just taking too much of a chance and offending too many people. We just can't do that. You know, that we have to do it incrementally, just a little bit at a time. Just bend that curve, you know. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that? Because it would uh, enormously piss off the people that are profiting immensely from this, their right. donors. And so, uh, so that's, the, that's why the Democrats don't dive in deep, in a deep dive like Sanders wants to do. And then the Republicans have, they don't want, um, they want it completely privatized. I mean, they'd rather get rid of uh, Medicare and all uh, public uh, assistance. Uh, yeah, Sorry. of any kind and get it all privatized because they want all that money. They don't want even cost controls on things like uh, Medicare. It's uh, Well, and again, you, but you're talking, you're talking about the Democrats want this and the Republicans want that. It's not the people. Yeah, no. it's, it's, it's not, it's the, there is a part of the party that makes its money this way. Right. And that's why they, they, when you, you know, air quotes around they, that's yeah. the people who are in control of that part of the party. Being a Republican in, you know, rural Minnesota or even in, in, or, the cities. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. Being a Republican just means that you're siding with the platform of the party. And if you, you know, that's where I think people get into trouble is they don't actually take the time to formulate and express their own opinion right. about, because if you put that to them and you said, well, yeah, but, you know, you're supportive of the Democratic Party. I get that. But the Democratic Party is pushing this agenda Mm -hmm. in this way are you supportive of that and well in every single issue and that's yeah. i think what ron is trying to make the case here it's common sense and it's the bell curve right when you look at the on right. any specific yeah. issue most people are at the top they're all going to be right. you know kind of this common sense consensus yeah. it's these fringes on the end now that are having the control and the that voice are driving it yep yep and that's screwing us all well well it is so i think we as citizens need to be informed. We need to do our due diligence, and that's reading and um, you know being aware of what's yeah, going on. It's having the conversation, and then yeah, it's forming your own opinion. You can't just go by party doctrine or you know groupthink. It's like take all that information, listen to divergent points of view because maybe you'll get something from it, but come up with your own um, your own kind of analysis of what's going on. Do you do you suppose, Dad, that I mean? Because we're we're obviously in you know the midst of a pandemic and we're in the midst of uh, yeah. political crisis kind of here in America. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Ugh. But anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. So so there's you know healthcare needs fixing, uh, but but healthcare delivery doesn't necessarily. There's there's no healthcare delivery. The doctors, the nurses, fine. the people we're, doing we're the work. Very good medicine delivered by very good people. And they and by the way, that's a private uh, market. We don't uh, want government hired physicians and government owned hospitals. There's competition in medicine, but the, what there where there shouldn't be competition is in healthcare payment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know the best insurance company. What's that? The only the right. best insurance company is the one that pays the bill. That's it. There's nothing. Right. You don't get high quality health care insurance or low quality you get health insurance that pays the bill that's all it has to do right 
and and not and uh, if the government if, or if you have a single payer and I don't care how that works I mean because there are many ways you could structure a single payer system but if you have a single payer and you uh, and you negotiate like every other country in the world uh, with these pharmaceutical companies or medical equipment manufacturers then you get volume pricing at the rate that everybody else in the world gets you know yeah. but we prohibit that we don't even let medicare do that mm -hmm. so but but what i was you know the point is it, like not any single issue forget forget one single yeah. issue because we could talk that all day but like if if we don't fix politics can we can we fix the issue with healthcare? If we don't fix politics, no, can we no. fix the issue with border, you know, border issues? No. If we don't fix politics, can we fix any of them? And I no. think I think clearly the answer What's is the no. System? Yeah, no. Y you know, mm -hmm. so if so, the first thing that we like because we're moving into a new future. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's a shift sooner than later. You know, and I yeah. hope it's not dystopian. I hope it's a beautiful oh, I future, hope not. you know. Yeah. I'm an optimist. I I think we've got I think we've got to figure things out in a in a positive way in the future. Yeah. And that that really, you know, everything I've been seeing lately, it's like I think we get fatigued when we look at the issues. When we say this is so screwed up and that's so screwed up and this is so screwed up and well, for so long yeah, yeah. Um, but in so many ways a lot of things aren't it's they're not as broken as the two sides of the political no. spectrum not, 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 yeah. uh, not in your no. day to day life no, no I mean look at it it's, we live in a really nice place you walk down the street mm -hmm. uh, you're not being accosted by uh, your political enemies I mean I you know right. no, I, I mean it's not people get on we were at that it's a run. beautiful country with lots of good things going on too. We were at that run together. You know what were there? Tens of thousands of people there. Uh, not, I didn't see a single incident of any kind. No one's fighting. Of no, my, run my did kids you guys are. Go to? Oh, this was a while back. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, but yeah, Kate yeah. was in. Oh, the oh yeah, mini marathon. Maybe this. Marathon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. marathon. Yeah, but you see any anything? Although there's not a whole lot of get-togethers these days, are there? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, today no. is a little bit. But more, you, know, you know, walk down the street. People get along. Go to the yep. gas station. You know, go to whatever. Yeah, we're living we in get the along same. every single day. We all we're, this this division For, is artificial. It is it's, artificial. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it is, mm -hmm. and 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 so if you you know if you focus in on everything at once and say, well, my side feels this and your side feels that, and, and you get into these arguments nothing ever seems to change and it doesn't no. and you know you are running for office and i you know i don't know what it means to a to an old man when uh, his son tells him that he's proud of him but i'm proud yeah. of you for running for office oh because well, thank you yeah. because it is it as much as people say they hate politicians and as much as they they hate the process it is leading the 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 problems like that is the thing that needs to get fixed to allow the others to sort themselves out well not uh not everybody that holds a political office is a politician and yeah, that you know the thing is that politicians are a particular kind of person like uh i know it's kind of um po it's popular among politicians to deny you're a politician you know but i'm actually not i didn't get into this race because i wanted to be in politics in fact i really don't want to be i mean That's if fair. there was something else i could be doing right now i'd rather be fishing 
I'd rather be taking care of my daughter and doing her distance learning. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things. But you're motivated right now. I'm motivated only because I, I would like, like uh, an awful lot of people I know anyway, I'd like to get the hell, Trump the hell out of office. Uh, that'd be my main thing. Uh, this guy I'm running against is is like a twerp, really. I mean, he's, re- he's not a dangerous guy, but... If you look at collectively at the way the Republican Party has managed uh, Donald Trump and the danger that he poses to the country, they frankly, they haven't. They haven't at all. They're willing to ride along on his coattails and get reelected without constraining him in any way. And he's going down a path that's very, very dark and leading us into, I mean, this isn't Republican. N- nothing no, no, in I, my lifetime makes me believe this is Republican behavior. You know, the, right. no, this isn't conservative no. behavior. No, Republican you look at Arnie Carlson, idea, right? our former governor back in the day. Yeah, that was a that was a a Republican. You know, a conservative. I mean, yeah, yeah, and a conservative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this isn't. I don't know. This is. Uh, it, it's more cult like than anything. I don't know. It's. Yeah, I hate yeah. to use that term, but but that's what hypernationalism. And this defense of white supremacy, that's what it is. It's a, it's a cult. Yeah, I mean, it, anyone, anyone disagreeing with this, fine. You can, you, know, you can disagree with your take on it or whatever. But, but we're seeing things, things look different than they have ever looked in our, in our lifetimes. You and, know? Yeah, you know, and I try, I try really hard to think about that. Like, because, I mean, I was a, a sentient adult in the the late 60s early 70s when when there was fundamental radical change going on in the united states but uh no there was nothing like this i never i never once felt like the the republic was going to fall you know like the like the rule of law was done dead Mm -hmm. gone over you know no i never felt like that i i mean there were republicans and democrats both that um we're, we're on the panel that, you know, examined uh, Watergate, the Watergate hearings, and, and they both subscribe to the same truth, you know, what, what, wherever the evidence led them. And, uh, you know, I mean, there was some politics played, but nothing, nothing like this. We've got two narratives going on that are polar opposites that can't both be They're true. Yeah. And there's no bringing that together as long mm-hmm. as people... It's not the public. It's not the well. It's it's our politics. No, I don't think it's the public at all. And no. and I you know, you know my history working at camps with kids, um, and we're hiring in some younger kind of interns in the, yeah. on our tech company. I like I worry. I worry that people aren't relaying this message well to. Uh, people in their teens and 20s that that this isn't normal because if you didn't grow up that's a problem mm-hmm. yeah yeah if, if i i had the benefit of growing up through times that didn't look like this and if you're just coming of age in this era and you're believing that this is the way it's always that's been, a really interesting normal. thing that's happening yeah. right now mm-hmm. like you know because we're relating all of this to our past mm-hmm. right past. because we have perspective yeah, so we so have something to compare it to yeah. we have a point of reference so yeah. to speak you know but like if you're young, you know, I mean, yeah, the point I, of reference is, I mean, this is the beginning. This is this is what your life, those are such formative years. And right. I worry, uh-huh. I really do worry that that 
something is not good is going to come out of this, you know, for some people, or it's going to be great. I don't it's, really know. Uh, you know, the the thing we we were talking about this during the break about the uh, about generational change and the rapid pace yep. of it. It could have been, you know, in the past, it could have been fifty generations of people with really not a whole lot of change socially or in values or whatever. Now it's like exponential change, like our like our technology mm-hmm. is changing. Your computer is outdating yeah. in two or three years. Kids, uh, like a 15-year-old kid, hasn't got a clue what a Republican might have looked like, you know, right. or what a normal political argument might have looked like. Or, you know, one thing is, though, it has been going on for quite a while, like these negative ads and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, we have been declining in a lot of ways for a long time that we have sort of uh, cast a blind eye to, but uh, this is this we've been slipping into this deep hole for you know, a, a lot longer than Trump. Sure. Yeah, you know, you know what? Uh, I don't think a place where we have not been sl- slipping into a deep hole is really in education. I think the as, yeah, no, I as things have advanced in our understanding of a lot of different things, especially psychology, probably. Um, the the practice of educating has but, uh, improved. Yeah, but look who's getting attacked, and yeah. and and our educational system is under direct attack. Uh, uh, that the fact that teachers would question, you know, I mean, you got Donald Trump demanding absolute loyalty under all circumstances. You got the fundamentalist uh, Christians, or not they're, they're not Christians, I'm sorry, fundamentalists, uh, religious fundamentalists um, who are decidedly not Christian. You have those people uh, insisting on a, on a very rigid, like, you know, taking science out of school, uh, that creationism has an equal place in, in the science classroom. I mean, you know, right? come on. There's, yeah, but this all goes back to political lobbying and political power. And it's, yes, in that case, it's the power of, there's like 60 million of those, uh, uh, you know. Religious fundamentalists. Fundamentalist folks, yeah. yeah. Well, we have uh, we have blazed through <laughs> another half hour here. We're a little over it, but um, it's okay. But uh, It kind of goes by fast in a strange way. Yeah, it does. You know, it's, because I do have a question back to, you know, oh, here you are. I mean, Ron, do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got, uh, well, I, uh, one uh, sister died, but I had uh, six brothers and one sister. Okay. I still have six brothers. Yeah. yeah. And where are all of them? They're, uh, they're all, uh, uh, yeah, this is the legacy part of it. Um, it. It is. I mean, I, I know it, yeah. One you know, down I in Kentucky. I try to reel it back every now and then. Uh, one down in Kentucky, one out in, uh, in uh, Oregon. Uh uh, one up in uh, Bemidji, Korea. One, yeah, one over in Korea. Hmm. <laughs> You're not kidding. They, so okay, so no, they're all over. and one in uh, northern Wisconsin. Uh, is, I think that's it. Okay, I think you got it. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. but spread out. Yeah, and okay. uh, we're uh, the uh, lately politics has driven a big wedge in mm-hmm. my sibling group. Okay, because we have people. You know, on the I would say, uh, they're they're not uh, they're not like fascists or they're not uh, hardcore racists or anything like that, but religious fundamentalists, yeah. Okay. And uh, that has 
uh, to to some degree. I don't know, not, not necessarily because I'm not uh, actively, uh, you know, uh, at war with them. But right. we don't have it's much to talk about. Wedge. Yeah, it's a quiet wedge. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. There's just not much to talk about because, no, I, I'm not going to, I can't accept yeah. that. So. Right. Okay. Um, and they can't accept mine because of faith. You know, it's their faith. It's their mm-hmm. dogma. So, mm-hmm. okay, we're just, we, we just don't So there's agree. a line drawing. Yeah, yep. that seems to be yep. all too all too often the case these days, that they're, that that soft wedge that gets driven in there. I mean, you know when you're fighting with someone, and you know when people aren't, you know, you're not going to talk to someone for a very long time because you're so angry with them. But uh, it seems like more and more it's it's just that you've, exposed yourselves to be tribally with this group or that group basically yeah. and now i guess i guess we're just gonna have to not talk you know quietly for a while. yeah long and time. it's unfortunate because i think like the true number of deep-seated racist haters in uh, like on the republican side or whatever uh that's a i think that's a small number you know i don't i don't yeah, we've think talked about this before yeah. i don't think generally speaking i don't think there's a big difference between being personally racist and being sort of accepting of a uh, system that has failed to, you know, the institutional racism that has been there and you haven't noticed it or seen it or done or, anything about or, it. Or, yeah, or just uh, del- just deliberately uh, ignored it because it wasn't your deal, yeah. 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 Those, those two things are different. And I, I think, you know, most people are not overtly racist like that. Granted, no. there are, granted, there are people out there, but no, and I don't think that. Uh, frankly, uh, I do not think that most people that see those videos think that's okay. And I don't think that that's all just Democrats. Right. I think most people, just like most people that saw those videos of children, you mean when like they a, were being caged, of these murders? Yeah, of George you know? Floyd being murdered. Right. Yes. I or Philando Castile. I think or, you're absolutely right, and and uh, fealty to a political. Uh, uh, yeah. Party r- makes Interferes. them yeah. have to try and justify yeah. it. They, they get, you know, they're they're pushed to try and justify it when they themselves know it is not a justifiable. In fact, act. I think a lot of them makes them sick even to look at it. So they just deliberately keep it out of their mind because it's so in direct conflict with what they're professing to believe. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like uh, Donald Trump's the law. <laughs> This is the law and order guy. Look around you, buddy. We got law and order going around after three and a half years now of this. Does this look like law and order to yeah, you? Yeah, and, and his folks would say that it's it's opposition of him that is the lawlessness. Yeah, you know, no. and I get it. I, you yeah. know, it's a. But I I do hope that uh, we find ways to to meaningfully connect with people who with whom we disagree and to look at these at that that adherence to party policy is not actually serving anyone thinking for yourself being that, and you know, that would be true for democrats as well absolutely mm-hmm. the problems exist in both i mean directions. i'm a i'm a like an ardent uh, fan of uh of aoc yeah <laughs> and and uh yeah that, that doesn't go over too well in the uh, democratic party either but i'll tell you that to me looks like the future uh, leadership for democrats you know so or for people, I don't. Right. She's not. Uh, she is a uh, strong proponent of the middle class. <laughs> like uh, everything that she wants, is mostly what uh, regular people want and need as well. Healthcare, 
a living wage, I hope affordable education. Right. What? Those are far left <laughs> things. You know, I don't think so. I hope you win your race. And mm, I hope you absolutely you. hate being a politician. I don't. Well, and I, I can you tell get you out right of now. Politics and someone else comes I in. I can tell you right now. I would never run. I would never go more than one term. And my whole goal, if I did get elected, which is highly unlikely, but it's possible. But it's so deep red up there. But if I did, my entire goal would be to drag young people, you know, into the process, get them down there, show them how it works, tell them how I did this, or if I do it, and. You know, it wouldn't. It's not going to be to run for or to stay in politics career, at yeah. all. No, because to educate the young. I think really. yes, you and know. get them involved. And in, and so there's a new group, a progressive yeah. group, starting up on Facebook in in my area, which just sort of blew me away. Overnight, there were 200 people involved, which I take as a very positive thing. You know. Well, good. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. No, no, it's a, no, it's all good. It's well, all good. Well, here before I just the website is Tyson for fifteen B dot com. It's T H I E S S E N and then F O R fifteen B dot com. Oh, thank you. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We're supposed to do that. So yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to promote to that part? No, no not really. I, yeah. I think um, this to me is an election where people are voting. They're going to vote straight Democrat or straight. They're going to make a decision. Yeah about do they want Trump anymore or not? And uh, I think that's really gonna be what drives the whole thing, so. I think no, there's, I think, not really. Yeah. yeah. I think there's people, I think this election is gonna be won or lost on, I think there's gonna be a lot of people who walk in there and maybe either just don't vote certain parts of the ticket, because they just can't bring themselves to do it, or, uh, or just decide to, for the, first time in their life maybe sit an election out because they're just not sure where things need to go right now I think yeah it's very i don't think anybody knows the answer to that right and we aren't going to know the answer uh like uh the day of the election either it's going to be no it's going to be out it's going to be a protracted yeah. uh, process but hopefully uh there is an outcome and uh you know whatever it is it would be better to have one than not yes yeah so um hopefully there is right. we'll see well I want to thank you for coming yeah. in. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Bringing little sis with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good to see you. And we'll, we'll get this out soon. It was nice to have a podcast back. And it's, uh, it's nice to sit in the studio. I yeah. Know. Every yeah. Time. Yeah. Add time. In, you know, it's kind of. Well, I enjoyed good. it a lot. Really did. Good. So good. thanks. Thanks thank to you, Brian. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andolin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andolin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care. Mm-hmm.